Welcome to the Humans of Real Estate, your weekly podcast chatting with real estate industry professionals. We bring you top performing individuals to showcase their knowledge and expertise in the business to help others learn and grow. Here's your hosts, Kobe Clark-Jacobs and Emily Wallace. It's fair to say one way or another, Christian Gravius has spent his whole life involved in real estate. Growing up, he had fond memories of visiting and helping out at his father's real estate agency and cannot remember a time when Collings Real Estate was a part of his life. As a dedicated young individual, Christian offers only the finest when achieving outstanding results for his clients and he has quite the flair of thinking outside the box when it comes to advertising. Welcome, Christian, to the Humans of Real Estate podcast. You're making me blush. That was a good... (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. How are we? Good. Now, I know the listeners can't see you right now, but um, for those listening, for those who know Christian, he always wears a hat, but he's had to take his hat off because we've had to put our headphones on. So do you uh, feel naked or...? Definitely, definitely. (laughs) I I brought the hat. I thought we were going to have a camera here. I was like, oh, we'll get that guy. That's all right. That's all right. It's here in spirit. It's here. Um, so let's jump into it because you've got a really interesting story, as does everybody who comes on the podcast. Um, but I think the biggest thing is how much you've been able to achieve and leverage in sh- such a short amount of time in the industry. So the background of the story being that, you know, you finished high school and you went pretty much straight into it, right? Yes. Yeah, so I finished high school, uh, flunked my VCE. I was probably at the time... I just wanted to enjoy my summer holidays. I wasn't really thinking about real estate. I actually got a job at a deli, got sacked after two weeks because I shut the place down. I think there was a – yeah, it was – I think the manager – they were the two managers were fighting, so I think I was like collateral damage, but that's what I was telling myself to make myself feel better. But, yeah, so then uh, my dad was in the game for a very long time and in he, he left probably around 2008 – and he was living the dream for a bit. And then 2013, I finished, yeah, obviously had that. And he's like, do you want to get into real estate? So I was like, okay, great. So we walked straight back in there and it was like a little time warp that everything was kind of set up as, as he left. And um, he, uh, I was uh, very fortunate that, you know, he kind of showed me the ropes and mm. um, yeah, here we are. We're rocking and rolling. We're still grooving. Awesome. And so you've got a few offices. Yeah. So there's um, two at the moment and yeah, that's, that's, that's been a fun journey. Um Learned a lot, obviously. The first one was fun, but then opening number two, there's so much that you just <laughs> learn. It's what we're just obviously discussing off air. Mm. As you keep growing, you think you know so much and then you just look around and say, oh, I don't know anything. And <laughs> there's always new, 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 obviously, challenges that come with that. Now, a little birdie told me that you might be starting to expand your skills into auctioneering. How's that going? Yeah, so I don't know why I've never really done it. I, it's just been something that I've just always put off and then I decided I gave Andy Reid a call and he's a great auctioneer and I was like, a vendor's just chucked me into an auction so you've got to come <laughs> teach me. So that's been fun. <laughs> it's been very fun at the moment. Um, just trying to... I think I thought it was probably going to be easier than what I expected, but we still got a month out and I think it's going to be good fun and it's good obviously to to practice my public speaking and, mm. and all that jazz and get chucked in front of a crowd and everyone's just going to be all eyes on me, so I've got to nail it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be fine with the public speaking point of things. I reckon by the time you roll into it, you'll be good. My my personal concern would be, not for you, but in general of like auctioneering, <laughs> um, would be the numbers. Like I feel like... 
I know it's not hard to add up, you know, thousands, five thousands, whatever, ten, make the bids easy for you to count. But is that a concern of yours? Not or at you not, all. No, not My numbers, it's the only probably thing that I'm amazing at. I'm, oh. I'm extremely good with numbers. Okay. <laughs> so someone chucks you an odd bid, 758, you're like, yep, I got we're good, it. We're good, we're good, we're <laughs> good. Definitely good. So I think that's one thing that, that I'm not worried about. I think, um, I, I think probably the hardest thing, Thing is going to be obviously on the day when you have to stand out in front of absolutely everybody, and um, being being a first time, there's always going to be nerves. And I think every time you'll jump out, there will always be nerves. So mm. I think just um, really just trying to get my head around that, and you know, add some good feel lines. And I want to try and bring my personality out as much as possible. Yeah. I, um, you know, I really want to make it fun. I don't want to make it formal at all. Obviously, the rules will have to be formal. But after that, I just want to have some fun. Yeah. I'll be, if it's a hot day, I'll be in my uh, T-shirt and shorts. Everyone's going to be looking like, what's going on here? And, and a hat. <laughs> Who and, is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> and a hat. And I'm just going to go out and literally just have some fun with the crowd. Yeah, love it. Well, um, Kobe and I, if we're not bidding on our own, we will be there supporting Please. you and watching and, and capturing the moment. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Please. Very exciting. Now, thinking more about your, your team side of real estate, because I I think it's so important the people you surround yourself with in this industry and I remember watching your Instagram um, probably late uh, 2019 early 2020 you were grinding hard like real hard and the team was there with you a lot right late nights and I'm not saying it doesn't happen anymore but I just saw it more back then Uh, so with that in mind what do you think are the great traits of a really stellar close-knit team and also a leader within that team I think I think everybody has to, number one, believe the vision. Mm. Um, it's it's crazy. Like I've, I still do late nights, but the team was in there. Although in there last night at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock <laughs> and the night before, like 11 o'clock, they're, they're still going hard. I've got to post more, I reckon. <laughs> but I wasn't there, so kudos to them. But I think um, it really just comes down to a leader needs to lead from the back and not be a boss. Mm. Um, I, I Like a lot of people – well, everyone that's kind of come in um, to the team, it's it's an environment that's completely different because you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, should, I should, probably should be a little bit harder on them than <laughs> um, than I am. But I think I just just I make them believe in the, believe in themselves and they believe in the vision and they want to they want to work hard to a goal and you know everything that I want to achieve is out there to them and um, yeah, it's just. I think belief, that's it, really. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I echo that. I think it is a shared vision, a shared goal. You know, one if one person's down, you've got to bring them back up. You know, it's that frequency that you're operating at that achieves that result because if, you know, there's a weak link in the team and that sort of lets it down, everyone else feeds off that. So having people that are like-minded that have the same vision and believe in it, I think that's really key. Yeah, definitely. Um, like even we had a we had a... A team meeting today and there was just a bit of a discussion. There's just a bit of miscommunication between our rentals and our sales team um, with a few things and, you know, we all talk up. We, everyone says their their issues and what we want and what we need to fix mm. and everyone, like, they're okay. There'll be, might have, there might be a few arguments between a few members here and there but they, they battle it out and they then they kiss and hug and mm. we fix the problem we keep moving. Yeah. You know, I always, I always say that, yeah, if there's there's holes in the in the cement wall, we've got to patch them, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Can we talk about your advertising for a minute? I heard recently one of your videos went viral. Yeah, so um, there's been a few that have gone viral. Um, they've just, yeah, they've been very different with how real estate has obviously 
so they've how real estate agents have created videos. Um, there are a few reasons why I did that. Um, was number one, I wanted I was so bored of just watching the same real estate agent with classical music introduce the home and the video will go for like four or five minutes and it's like slow pans of of this and that it was just it was just boring and you know the average attention span of of the consumer is three seconds now so my my mindset was I've got to create something that I'm going to hold them looking at this video looking at the property for as long as possible and if I can get them for 50% of the video 70% of video 80% of video then it's a win Mm. um it's so much more than what everyone else is doing so um yeah just decide to get a bit wacky um and (laughs) just put it out there and I remember and it and it still happens every time um I remember people was telling me um Christian you can't do this like you can't put it out there it's not what you know it's not it's not a good video um and this was the first one that we ever did and I just said who cares we've made it now like let's let's put it out there and let's see how the market responds and the market responded incredibly um we did a risky business video that was about a year and a half ago um, that probably got, I think that got 120,000 views online. Wow. And then it obviously continued on with Joker and so forth. Um, and then they all just seemed to go viral. A few of them have obviously caused controversy where, um, you know, there's people in comments on f- social media pages arguing about it, <laughs> saying, oh, it's horrible, oh, it's great, I love it, I hate it. But at the end of the day, that's what I want. They're, they're talking, it's creating conversation, um, it's getting more views to the property and believe it, it's it's actually helped sell the property before. So yeah. yeah, we'll keep going hard. Yeah, I think it's a it's an awesome strategy. And I think it's great that you're, you know, the first one, particularly within Melbourne market, to come out with something like that because it sets you apart. And you're right, the attention span, like there's plenty of properties online for people to look at. But for them to get a sense of actually feeling like an emotional connection with the property, which I know on the block they always talk about, you know, the emotional connection. But it is true though. They're, they're houses that people live in. And so to have a video, even if it's a particular song that someone's attracted to and and that sort of remains in their mind and also having characters and showing the property in that way is so much more effective than a bland video. Like I can't imagine you introducing a video with classical music behind you. No. Nah. Like, <laughs> nah. Literally. <laughs> like I... that, that could be a funny one to yeah. do. Like you could play a character in that. Yeah. But like as you normally that's not you at all. Yeah, there's um, it's funny we're we're starting to create some ads, um, and we're actually like we're coming up with some crazy ideas, like kind of mimicking the uh, the the standard agent. Um, so it's going to be really funny. There's like zombie apocalypse type of agent <laughs> oh videos. Oh my god! It's going to be fun. So they're all they're <laughs> they're going to be really funny. Um, we're actually videoing our next one tomorrow. Oh, it's um. It's COVID based. So yeah. it's this one, the idea of it, I feel is amazing. Like in my mind, I see it. It's like amazing just the way it's going to come together. And now we've obviously just got to bring it out and hopefully we can get it out exactly how we want. And we're mm. going to be perceiving what lockdown was. So there's going to be like Daniel Andrews talking at the start. Then you're going to have him saying there's a five kilometer radius. So we're going to be going to all the shops and the parks in five kilometer radius. Mm. And you're going to have the teenage girl that's just jumped onto TikTok and she's going to be doing all the dance trends. And so it's going to be, yeah. Are you featuring in those dances? No, 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 no. I'm just going to be producing in the background like one more time. <laughs> Let's do that again. Like, So that's going to be my job tomorrow so and making sure everyone's hydrated. That's a, that's very, that's a very key element. Yeah. Um, are you 
the brains behind those videos? Like as in are those those conceptions they're yours and then you put them to someone to help make that actually become a video? Yeah, the idea at the start was like obviously the idea behind it in the first few um, was me, but now it's it's now I've got a team that, you know, we, for example, they've come up with the last few um, uh, or like, for example, Home Alone, that, that came to my head and they ran it. But um, even this one, like we couldn't figure out something and we were there for hours at this property, like what are we going to do? And then we went <laughs> back to my house and we're still brainstorming. And then one of the other members in the team came up with the idea and it was just – and then another person in the team added their spin, I added my spin – and all of a sudden, in my in our heads, we've got a we've we've got an amazing idea. So, mm. um, yeah, it, I'm still obviously extremely heavily involved in it, but it's it's amazing now that I've got everything else that I kind of got to worry about. So it's amazing <laughs> that they're bringing the ideas to life, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a team that helps you do that? Is it your agents or more a production team? No. So we've actually got um, we've got our own production team. Um, so they. They've we we've kind of brought absolutely everything in house. We've got a whole media team. We've got a production team. Wow. Um, and that's where where they've only been on with us now for a month. So mm. things things are starting to roll. So I think this year it's it's going to be heaps of content, or else yeah. uh, we're doing something wrong. Yeah, that's. I mean, to have that at hand. Yeah. In house, that's awesome. I know a lot of people in the industry, but just in general, I speak to are always like. Oh, how do you produce so much content or like how can I do more content? And I think they overthink it. Like you said before about the first video you were going to put up, people telling you not to do it because it wasn't right or whatever it was and you were like, well, it's done so it's going up, which I think is just such a great attitude. But what would you say to people who are thinking of doing more content and they're they're sort of hesitating about perfection or, you know? The the amount of people that actually like I'll use my office, for example, they've and just in general – the amount of content that people have actually created and it's actually a masterclass piece and they don't put it out there because their hair didn't look right mm. or their eyebrow wasn't flicked enough or whatever <laughs> whatever thing that they come up with in their head is it's ridiculous. Uh, people are so insecure and then then also when it actually goes up there, there was that there was that fear of, oh, I remember one of the my team members, he put up something, this was when likes was available, it didn't get enough of likes um, and he took it down. Um, and I was like, wow, like people actually do that. Um, so that's, it's just insecurity. A lot Mm. of people, um, and then there's the judgment. Oh, look at him. Look how he said this. And I hear it all the time. And you know, there's people that are like, oh, look at this person that did this. And, you know, I just look at it and say, you know what? Like amazing. Good on him. Cause he did it and you didn't. So, um, he got seen and you're talking about it. So well done, you know, well done Mm. to him. So I think there's a lot of people that just don't be scared. Like everyone's always going to have an opinion. Think about Oprah Winfrey. She gave away 100 cars in a day and people were still shitting on her. Yeah. So, you can't win. Literally, you, you cannot win. You just win. can't win. So put it out there and don't – don't. it's people's opinions. They don't even matter. They don't know you. So just go hard and whatever, just run with it. Where do you think that that mentality comes from, as in your take on that? Like is that something you were raised with? How do you have that level of confidence that some people might struggle with? I don't know. I've just never feared anything. Like mm. growing up I've – you know, you always copped it. I'm a bit ch- on the chubby side, so I've always been throwing something at me. And I was just like, yeah, great. You know, give me another cheeseburger. It's all good. Do you know what I mean? I'm losing weight now, all right? Give me a year, I'll be looking good. But um, I think at the end of the day, everyone's always going to have it. I don't know. I just – it's just something that I've always never – I've always wanted to keep my inner inner self extremely happy yeah. um, and positive because it, it's on the only opinion that kind of matters mm-hmm. to me in a sense. Yeah. Um, 
So when you don't listen to anybody else, then you can do, you can flap your wings and you can do whatever you want. I remember when I first wore the hat. So um, I came back from Hawaii and uh, my best mate, uh, Harry Minaris, he's in the business as well. Um, I looked at him like, Harry, I'm about to go into an appraisal. I got the hat on. He's like, you're an idiot. You can't do it. You can't just, <laughs> Christian, please, please. Like, I'm begging you, Christian, like, listen to me. You just can't do this. And I said, why? And he's like, because you look like an idiot. I'm like, I might look like an idiot, but it's me. So I'm doing it. And I remember the first look that the lady gave me, she looked at me like, well, who is this moron? Walking in with this hat, like this face that she just pulled. I'll never forget it. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's, I, I just want to be defined as, as me and yeah. people's opinions shouldn't matter. On that topic, how do you deal with rejection then? There is obviously a lot of that in real estate. Um. I think – I don't think it bothers me. I just like I, – I kind of feel sorry for them. In my head, I'm like, what do you mean you didn't give me the business? You, you know, you're not hanging around with me. I'm not going to sell your house. I feel bad for you. So I think it's it just – it happens. I think un- unfortunately – well, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's, it's part of the game and, mm. um, you know, we're not going to win every single one and we just got to keep moving. It's a numbers game. Um, yeah. You know, I think – it's a lot of young agents and I think struggle with it definitely at the start and mm. it, can, it kind of really define them. So I think if there's any advice, don't worry about it. Just run with it, yep. you know. Wear a mankini, walk in <laughs> there, get rejected, keep going. Keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> the mankini agent. Yeah. <laughs> I think something that's really interesting is the this idea of balance, right, and it's such a buzzword, balance, work-life balance, and obviously you live and breathe real estate and the business and your efforts obviously are the result of what happens with your business. So do you believe in balance? Do you have balance? What's your take on balance? No, nah, there is no balance, unfortunately. Well, I think it's real estate's a lifestyle and I'll use, let's just use the other day, or the Monday, Monday night for an example where uh, the Monday. So I started my day at 5 a.m. I got to the gym. Then by the time we finished, you know, we I got home at about 7.30, quickly had dinner with my partner. Then we jumped on you know, Clubhouse from 8 to 12 mm. um, and then called it a day. So that was like whatever that is, uh, 16 hours, 18 hours. And it's just unfortunately this, this is the game that we play. This is um, – it, it is very hard. I'm, I am trying to kind of – figure out I'm very fortunate that my partner she works or fortunate or unfortunate she works mm-hmm. crazy hours as well so mm-hmm. um it's it's what we choose and um I think if I, I love what I do I'm obsessed like I'm actually obsessed so I think mm-hmm. it's something where if I did want to you know slow down a little bit I would but there is no balance it's it's what I choose I guess yeah it is that obsession which I think a lot of key stand-up people in the industry are literally obsessed with real estate and and their business and that's their life and therefore the word balance or like the idea of balance is non-existent and I I understand that I get that some people listening might think well that's absurd how could you not have balance like you got to be able to have you know got kids and a wife and all the rest of it I totally respect that and appreciate that but I also on the flip side understand people like yourself who are literally obsessed with it um and if you know you were told to stop for a week and you know put your hands behind your back you probably couldn't because it's just like let me get to another house (laughs) literally literally (laughs) I I sit there and um I took I I was all right because generally I was working seven days a week up until COVID hit and then I went down to five days and that was just taking the weekend off and that was amazing and now coming back, I'm, I'm back into six days, taking the Sunday off. But sometimes 
even on the Sunday, your head's running. And mm. I don't know, I think that's something that I've got to work on because I feel like in my life, if I had to judge my work life, it's A+. Plus. Yeah. But then my, for example, my fitness is like D <laughs> and I'm like my health is like D and I'm trying to now, like that's a massive focus for me in 2021 to try get that up to scratch. And obviously you're always working on relationships with your partner. There's the relationships with your family and your mm. friends and you're just trying to balance absolutely everything. So um, I think that's it's life unfortunately yeah. and, um, yeah, it's all about choices and at the moment – we're not we're we're working more than we're relaxing, but hopefully hopefully we'll we'll get there. We'll find we'll find our perfect medium. But at the moment I love what I'm doing, so I'm yeah. really happy. The fundamentals when you pick that apart, I remember going to a conference once and they said, We want you to break your life into five different components. I think it was like health, wealth, um, work, family relationships, something like that, and score out of ten. And it was so obvious that in some areas you score a ten, like your A plus in real estate, but in other areas like a three, and it's like I have the ability to be a 10 in some. So how, what am I doing in that that I can actually adapt across? What things am I doing? How disciplined am I being that I can move across to another area? And it, that's so simple. Like when you logically think about that, it's so simple. But people don't actually unpick it enough to understand what it is that makes them a 10 in one and a three in the other. I love it that you said that because I actually did that two weeks ago. Oh, did you? Uh, yes. Yeah. I actually finally did this because I was so over like trying to go on this fitness journey and I just kept failing every time. Um, and so, I'd, for example, everything else, like I'd quit smoking um, and all that stuff. I'd beat no alcohol, I don't drink. So I'd cut absolutely everything out. The last thing that I need to do was get healthy and I couldn't do it. And I just treated my health or, for example, just doing things around the house. I treated it like I do at work. I grab my phone and I've got notes for every single, like, for example, 6 a.m., go to the gym, uh, 7.30, pack your, pack your lunch, come, uh, like, for example, do the washing, do the cleaning, do, do this. And I've just literally treated it like I'm at work scheduling in mm. for myself to do it. And it's a game changer. It's absolutely, it's changed everything. So mm. just, yeah, I just found a simple thing of just scheduling things has changed everything. So yeah. we're getting there. Awesome. Yeah. Progress. <laughs> Have you had any really difficult transactions throughout your real estate or even like a horror story? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I think Difficult transaction. I think they're all hard. Um, they're all hard for their reasons that the vendor's overpriced, the buyer's a prick, the <laughs> the house has a problem, a building defect, mm. uh, uh, the cladding problems. There's yeah. um, uh, the tenants don't want to leave. Um, you're trying to get the tenants out. Um, they're always there's always a spanner. It's never a straightforward transaction that that's easy. So I think they're all hard in their own in in their own regard. Um, you know, for example, it could be the location. It could be next to a commission home. Who knows what it could be? So there's always a spanner and I think we've just got to, you know, manoeuvre and just try to figure it out. I think horror story. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went into a drug house once. That was, yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> that was cool. Like I remember <laughs> I, um, I was – when I was in rentals, I took over this management and I, I picked up the folder, the file, and I went in. I went in. I knocked on the door, and I was trying to. Annex, I was doing a routine. I was. I was opening. I was trying to open the door, and the doors were locked. I was like, "Okay, hey, this is great." And then I, I, I look around, and like, I there's all the all the blinds are down, and I get this little peep, and I just see like all these plants. I was like, "Ooh, oh. this is cool." <laughs> <laughs> so then we, I call the police, and then um, they come down. They ended up doing a bust. 
Um, wow. like a couple hours later. And then I, um, I went in there and they're pulling everything out and I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is money. <laughs> this is money at the moment. But yeah, so that, yeah, that was pretty cool. But apart from that, um, yeah, there's all sorts of stories. Um, I don't know, you sell a house, um, I was I was doing this in uh, I was doing this open. There was a lady that um, just decided to light up a smoke, and I was like, "Yeah, that's great." Um, she's in the house just having a cigarette, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's brilliant." I'm like, ma'am, just please take that's a step fine. outside. People decide to I don't know. Just to, it's, there's ten people in a house, and one decides to just do a number two in the toilet. One uh. person opens up. I don't know. There's all sorts of things you see. <laughs> Interesting situations all the time, but I think that's I think that's the joys of real estate. Never Gives a you a bit of a moment. laugh, literally. Never a dull moment. In closing, I guess quite fitting for the year ahead. You know, we're recording in late Jan, twenty twenty one. What what are your main focus points this year? You know, for the agency itself, for, for yourself. I know you've touched on personally, you know, health and getting to the gym and that sort of stuff. But the growth, are you focusing on growth this year? Are you focusing on consistency? What's your main Focus point. Well, from October to December, I probably added on, I think, nine people. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, so I haven't had a break because, like, what's actually happened was I chucked on that many people and then there was, like, holes falling everywhere. I was talking before, I was talking about the cement holes. Yeah. So I was, like, trying to, I'm, like, trying to, like, fix everything at the moment <laughs> and and um, clear that up. And then I was like, okay, we're not hiring anyone else. And then now we've just hired two more people this week. And I'm like, oh, this <laughs> is never going to end. Yeah, the more holes. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty pretty crazy at the moment but yeah definitely growth I think um really just I'd say I'm really like if I'm scoring six goals I I also cop four goals Mm. from the defense side of things so I'm really just trying to literally patch everything and when you're scaling at a a speed like it's it can get extremely hard Mm. you know there's a few divisions that we've set up in the business as I said we've built a whole media and studio division so that's our main focus um sales wise you know we're you know, we got seven salesmen, but they're fairly young. I think we're probably the youngest real estate agency in Australia. We're mm. average age twenty three point seven. I don't. Yeah, I've worked it out. <laughs> I've worked it out. Um, so I think there's there's always a lot of things that we're dealing with. But yeah, definitely growth. Just trying to patch everything up, and um, you know, we've got actually another office coming up um, oh. in the next month or two. So getting ready for that and. Yeah, it's just going to be fun. Like, I don't know, yeah. there's just so much going on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely number one health. That's yeah. That's top of the list. Um, health and spending a bit more time with my family. Yeah, love it. Awesome. Well, that's been insanely good episode. Yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, you're always a bundle of energy. Um, you're always, you know, high vibrations. So um, thank you so much for being on board. I know our listenership will get really good value from what you've, you've explained and what you've shared with us today. So thank you for being part of it. And um, yeah, we'd love to have you on again in the future. Touch base and see what's happening in your world. No, thank you so much for having me. And definitely, Emily, maybe I'll get you guys on my one to talk about buyer's advocacy because yeah. we need it. We need to delve into that a bit more. I know yeah. we had a big conversation. I was actually thinking about it just off before we went live. We had like this 20-minute conversation about it. I'm like, should have been videoing this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely will. So thank you so much. No, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll speak with you soon.